Hi, my name is Kate Santangelo. Welcome to the Monmouth Moms podcast, part of the Monmouth Moms Network. Listen in as we bring awareness to the best local resources for growing families in Monmouth County, New Jersey, chat with local moms and mompreneurs, highlight our favorite resources, local spots, restaurants, and more. Make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the Mammoth Moms podcast here in very cold day in uh, the, in winter. Um, we are focusing on all things wellness this month and fitness and self-care and really just from, uh, I guess, taking some time from the crazy busy season and um, and just spending some time to really, you know, kind of reflect and figure out what our goals are for 2023. I think this has kind of been a common theme for the podcast lately where we are, you know, really t- trying to focus on <clears throat> resolutions and goals for the year. I'm a big goal oriented person. I like to, at least within my work, which is a big piece of kind of like I don't know how I identify myself, but I really love to work. So um, I always like to make new goals for the year of like where I want to bring, you know, mom with moms or I want to grow professionally. Um, but outside of that, I don't necessarily always have specific resolutions maybe that I stick to. Um, we are, uh, my daughter and I have been going to the library a lot recently. We started doing that in like October, November of 2022. And we're going weekly and checking out um, a couple books and then reading in the evenings. I was trying to specifically do it, obviously, to get her to read more instead of like being on the screens and stuff like that. And then I was like, well, I should be reading more too, you know, instead of like work, I end up working while she's like, you know, on her iPad and it wasn't like, it wasn't a good habit. So I'm really trying to like make that more of a, a habit. And, um, so that's been good and something that hopefully we stick to. But um, that is uh, that's been going really well. So thank you for joining us today. We have Dr. Suzanne Quigley from Red Bank Orthodontics. <laughs> nice uh, thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming. Um, so we've met <clears throat> a couple uh, once before, right, at my event. In yes. person. <laughs> yes. We participated in the event. Yes. It was great. Yeah. Really and, well attended. In the spring. Yeah. yeah. That was a fun one. I got to think about if I'm going to do that one again, (laughs) but, um, but yeah, it was, it was fun because it's like, you know, you're kind of in the house all winter and you're have cabin fever. So it was like a nice time for everyone to come out and like, you know, do something fun and, you know, it's indoors, which is nice because sometimes like that time of year can be still pretty chilly. Um, so yeah. And especially coming out of the COVID season we were in and not doing those kind of events. It was great to get back to. Yes. To that. Yeah, that was fun. That was a good one. Um, so thanks again for coming. Where do you live? I live in Lincroft. Okay. I was uh, raised in Lincroft. Okay. So. <laughs> I love Lincroft. Yeah. yeah. It's it, Lincroft is part of Middletown or is it has a separate elementary schools or how does that work? It does have a separate elementary school, but it's part of Middletown Township. Okay. So then like the high school kids go to North or South, basically there's no, yeah, in Lincroft like, they go to South. Oh, Lincroft. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Um, and you are the owner of Red Bank Orthodontics. Um, tell me how, where, where did you go to school? How did you get into dentistry? So I went to what's now Rutgers dental school. Okay. And I went there thinking I would become a pediatric dentist, actually. Mm-hmm. I um, had a great experience at my pediatric dentist in Red Bank, Dr. Bill Lieberman. Okay. And he, um, you can tell how much he loved it. I always loved going. And I wound up going in, I never had braces as a kid. Mm-hmm. And I wound up um, going through school and realizing, oh, that's something I really am interested in. There's a lot. It's very different than dentistry mm-hmm. and pediatric dentistry, but um, I wound up switching gears, so to speak. But um, that interest in pediatric dentistry definitely popped up later on because I worked in a, I did orthodontics in a pediatric dental office for 14 years. Okay. Uh, a day a week. And then I grew it to two days a week. And then that really set the stage for some of the experiences that I bring now to my practice. That's part of like, if, you know, everyone talks about their brand, but part of my brand is, is, you know, I 
definitely pull from my experiences in the pediatric office and dealing with spectrum kids and sensory mm-hmm. kids and that kind of thing. So when you were growing up, did you want to be a dentist? Did you know that you wanted to go into the medical field at all? Well, I knew, I remember age 10, I wanted to be Dr. Quigley. And then I thought, originally I thought I was going to be a pediatrician. Uh And then I worked in a pediatric office in Little Silver. And that was like Saturdays and one night a week. And I still went to college thinking I was going to go to medical school. And then I like the the hands-on aspect of dentistry. Mm-hmm. And I ended up just applying to dental school while I was in college. So in high, you went to where, what, which high school? Redmond Catholic. Okay. Uh, so you went like in high school, did you gravitate towards, I just like to, I always like to like figure out how people like decide that they want to be, you know, like yeah. in, in this field or in any specific field. Like, did you gravitate towards like biology? Did you do well in like math and stuff like that? Is that something that like you Totally. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. No, total science nerd. Right, right. And, you know, the, the classes like the arts, uh, language arts, uh-huh. those were more like I could, I could get through could, those classes. I just didn't enjoy them. Yeah, it wasn't interesting to you. Yeah. Right. And um, I ended up like it just, it just made total sense to me to right. gravitate toward. And it was more life science, not like, um, ironically now, what I do has a lot of physics in it, but it was back then very, a, a lot of biology and I was a biology major in college. Okay. Got it. And then you uh, applied to the, Dental. which is now, uh, it was UMDNJ. Yeah, exactly. Okay, right. mm-hmm. So, and then, um, yeah, so now it's called Rutgers, but I went right. to Rutgers Dental School and then did my orthodontic training there as well. Right. Well, that's nice. And then, um, so you spent some time living there or you were, you were always in Monmouth County. So I lived in, um, like closer to school mm-hmm. for many years. And then for my last two years of my residency, I moved home. Okay. Um, so back in Lincroft and then tell me, so you, um, I'm assuming you met your husband along the way. How did you meet? So, yeah, we met when we were, uh, when I was in, um, my orthodontic training. Okay. So I ended up, um, that, yeah, it was about a year. I had a year left in my orthodontic training. Is he in the field as well? No, oh, he's no. an engineer. Oh, so okay. Another science person. Another science person. <laughs> I, um, a few years ago, I guess it's probably about four years ago now, I took a, I wasn't really sure. I was still actually working with Monmouth Moms, but I was doing it more on the side and I had sold wine for a long time. And that industry has become more and more of um, like a lot more people buy their wine online. It's very competitive. There's tons and tons of wines out there. So um, the margins just kept shrinking for, for retailers. And obviously the commission salespeople were just kind of making less and less. So there was a lot less opportunity to make a lucrative income whether, where 10 years ago it was, you know, or longer than that now, 15 years ago, it was kind of a different story. So if I wanted, if I didn't want to travel and take on like multiple states managing teams and stuff like that, you know, as a mom, I just didn't really want to be on the yeah. road like that. So I was looking for alternative things to sell. So I did take a brief stint selling um, CAD software to engineers. And um, it was really hard (laughs) (laughs) because they don't, I mean, my experience is they just don't, they like their way. And I was, it was very hard to like convince them. And I didn't understand it because I don't have that kind of mind. So I'm like, I just couldn't understand. My dad's an engineer, but I just couldn't, I couldn't like connect them. (laughs) It was really hard. And every, I could see that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And every Monday, like I love to work in Mondays. I, I like, they talk about the Sunday scaries. I was like, Oh, this is brutal. And I actually worked for a great company. The team was awesome. And um, the people I worked with were like really, like really great people, but the actual product itself, it was like, I just couldn't do it. I don't know. Yeah. They say, no like, wonder it's a short yeah, stint. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they say like, if you're a good salesperson, you could sell like, you know, I used to Eskimos and stuff like that. I don't know if that's necessarily true. I think you have to be like, I think you have to be passionate about, I think you have to love what you're doing and be passionate about like, figure, know that you can do it. You know, like I know personally, I don't think I could sell medical, like medical devices to doctors. Like that's some, something that I could, you know, speak about intelligently and be like, you know, this is, you know, I'm sure you get lots of people at your door all the time, like, yeah. you know, you know, trying to get the new pro- product sure. you know, in your office. And it's not something that I think I could do well. Do you know what I mean? So anyway, <laughs> so you meet your husband and, um, and you have how many kids? We have two girls. Okay. And how old are they? They are 15 and 13. Oh, okay. So yeah, we're a sophomore in high school and an eighth grader. Are they, does she also go to 
RBC? Uh, no, the older one goes to Mast. Oh, okay. My sister went there. It's a great school. Great school. Yeah. And if you're the right person for it, it's, I think, heaven for them. When you were high school age, allied, they, did they, were they around they, yet? They did. I just don't think I had the awareness yeah. of it. We, it, you know, no social media. I think mm -hmm. it was just word of mouth. I probably right. had no really awareness of it. Right. There weren't as many though. Like when, when I was in right. high school, I, I, there was mass. Obviously my sister went there. I think there was, there was communications. There was obviously high tech high. That mm -hmm. was like one of the first ones. And then there was, um, uh, maybe allied health, but now there's more. I think there's like several, I don't know if you call them the magnet schools. Yeah. The biotech, biotech. Biotech. Yeah. But they're incredibly very, like very, very good schools. Great opportunity yep. and very hard to get into. So yeah. yeah. So does so your um, daughter enjoy MAST? She loves it. Yeah. She's all in. They, um, they were like completely decimated by Sandy, the, yeah, the think, school. And so it's brand new, like everything that they I think there. they're, they're still working on oh. some buildings too, but Interesting. they just moved their supply. They're moving their supply building where they have all their uniforms and stuff like that. Oh. I think they're opening that now, but there's another Space, I think the gym, I think she said they're still working on. So that's an early morning. I remember my sister yeah. got on the bus at like 5.15 or something. Oh, wow. So she gets on the bus at around 6.40. So oh, that's not too bad. Not okay. too bad. But yeah. there are so many kids from Middletown Township. So I think it's a more condensed bus route. And, you know, it's about an hour to school for her, but she's happy to be going there. So Is it still like a smaller class size or? Yeah, about 70. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty small. <laughs> yeah, so she loves it. And um, my younger one is in eighth grade at St. Leo's, which is where I went. Oh. And we're, she's waiting to see if she's going to go to St. John's, uh, St. John Vianney or yeah. Ben Catholic. Or, I know, it's the yeah. two. My daughter goes to St. Ben's, so it's the same thing. But she, yeah. they're, already, they're only in second grade, and she's like arguing with us the other day about how she's going to SJV. And we're like, okay, or you might go to, I'm going to SJV because all the other girls are saying, <laughs> of that. I'm like, well, yep. you have a little bit of time. So I think, yep. <laughs> <laughs> I think we, you know, have some time to figure it out. You don't know, you know, who knows what's going to happen when they're in middle school, <laughs> <laughs> what they want to do. So yeah, but St. Leo's is also a great school. Yeah. I hear great things about it. So, um, so you live in, um, in Lincroft now. Yep. So what's it like growing up in the, in the town that you grew up in? I, I know very similarly. I grew up in Hazlitt and I live in Aberdeen, which is basically yeah, the same, same. area. Um, you know, it's funny because I never imagined myself living anywhere else. Mm -hmm. It's I love the area. Um, on my first date with my husband, I said, I'm not leaving this small little area because he's from New England. So I was very clear on the first, <laughs> first date. Um, my husband says the same thing because he'll bring up like, oh, we're moving to, you know, he gets pissed, fed off with the, the taxes and all the stuff. Well, Occasionally, yeah. you know, he's like on a like rant about New Jersey and uh, we're moving to, you know, North Dakota. I'm like, what? And he's like, no, you'll never leave Monmouth County. I'm like, well, now I can't. <laughs> right. <laughs> I've clearly made a business out yes. of it. So. But yeah, so same, same thing. <laughs> yeah. And, and really... Um, um, you know, I didn't practice in Monmouth County for the first half of my career. So I finished um, orthodontic training in 2003. Okay. And then I bought the practice in 2020. So I was saying how before I worked 14 years in a um, pediatric office and I started the orthodontic program in there and built it. And then um, I also um, had owned a practice before with a friend of mine. Oh, interesting. In um uh, Woodbridge. Okay. She was my friend in orthodontic school and we, uh, she lived in summit, but was from California and, and orth she got into Rutgers for orthodontic school. So that's how she came here. And we wound up purchasing a practice midway, approximately geographically, geographically between us. And, um, and then that's when I had my, you know, I got married, had my two girls, um, she was super supportive and helpful. She was 15, uh, she's 15 years older. So her son was a little older and totally understood the whole yeah. newborn thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was still in the office a couple of weeks later after having at least the second one, the first one, I probably took a little longer, but, um, that's what Dr. Sally said too. She's like, you know, I, the patients can't wait or they, you know, they don't want to yeah. wait. So you have the baby in the office. So just do what you have to do. Right. Yeah. And, um, and then when I came back from, um, full, like I'd maybe not come back full-time, but part-time, but the first day I was really back, like full-time, um, my partner wound up having, um, a cancerous mass removed oh. the next day. Okay. So I had a practice in my lap with a two under two. Oh my gosh. And, um, it, it was just not what I had planned or right. bargained for. And it was just the, you know, two under two, you know, running 
a business. You know, we had split things, you know, the the task, not not the I'm not even worried about the orthodontic stuff. I was trained to do that. Mm-hmm. I heard Dr. Sally talking about the business stuff and it was exactly that was a kind of stress where, you know, dealing with that and then taking on her um what her she had yeah, her, her workload. workload. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um 13 months later, we wound up selling it. I just decided the that's not the life I wanted. Right. That constant like just, you know, you, you make it happen. You're on that I call it the little hamster wheel. Mm-hmm. You just keep going. And then, you know, at some point I was like, this is like for mental health reasons, you know, just and and to enjoy your life. Like I wasn't enjoying any, I was getting everything done, but there, you know, I lost that enjoyment of everything. So because you always have it hanging over your head, right? Like even the weekends, it's like, okay, well, what did I not do? Because you're treating patients during the day. Right. Yeah. And then you have to worry about the administrative stuff, obviously your staff, you know, making sure that you have new patients coming in or, Mm -hmm. you know, making sure that the current patients that you have are coming back. And I'm interested, it's a business, right? Of course. So, and um, then there's life outside of life. Yeah. And I, so I, I always give like kudos to all the moms that have, you know, three under five and, you know, two under two. I just, I I actually never did that. My, not on purpose, but my son was nine when my daughter was born and I never, we never had another one. So I just, I don't know how you do it. Like, cause the baby doesn't, you know, the baby's sleeping and then the toddler's running around. Like, so you don't sleep really. Oh, <laughs> like, no, 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 you don't ever. <laughs> um, so I never experienced that, but it's, it's must've been. And then running a business on top of that, it's like, you know, you only have so much energy, right? Exactly. Yeah. So I'm sure it was very, you know, stressful. Yeah. I, I mean, there was a part of me that felt like I failed, right? but I chose my sanity mm-hmm. and my family and I would do it again in a heartbeat. And I think so much of that experience, like, cause buying a practice and then selling a practice, I, that made this the second time you knew how to do yeah, it. Yeah. I knew how to do it. Right. I also knew, um, what, what not I, to do. Correct. Um, and also like the, what is balance for me? I think as a working mom, mm-hmm. professional mom, like if you, if you go to school that long, like you, and you love what you do, you can't help but not want to do it. Right. But at the same time, you have a family. You don't want to, you know, you want to do everything the best way you can. I think I always say you have, you can have it all, just not every day. So true. Yeah. I, I, I love like talking about that topic about like the whole oh balance and you can have like everything, but I think it's very true. Like you can have certain yeah. things in your life. You know, you probably felt like you had failed at the time, but now, you know, we'll obviously get to where you are yeah. now, but now you've, you know, you it's all like they're all stepping stones and it's I always tell my son that because he can get kind of in his own head about certain things like you don't you know you're learning this now because you know one day you're going to use that and just you know don't burn any bridges (laughs) or you don't know why you're going through the experience it'll reveal it's the reason will reveal itself with time yeah right that's very true so yeah so you um, sold the practice and then you worked. Uh, I was still working in the pediatric office. Okay. I had a friend who had a partial ownership in a corporate dental office. So mm-hmm. um, he needed to um, replace an orthodontist in one of his practices. So I worked for six years in corporate dentistry, Okay, which um, that was a totally different business model. And one that, um, you know, it's it's very, di- very stressful from a production standpoint. It's hmm. much faster paced. Um, oh, like kind of making like, yeah, low reimbursement um, insurances uh-huh. accepted. Okay. And then you have to have higher volume. So I had a wonderful team, but I was just on, you know, overdrive trying to and, and trying to be me in that environment and giving the experience that I wanted to give. And then I, I realized that there was just not enough time to do that. Mm-hmm. And it was starting to wear on me. Mm-hmm. So I ended up, you know, think really thinking about it and reevaluating it. And I had approached the, the orthodontist from whom I bought the Red Bank office mm-hmm. and said, Hey, you know, um, I was also thinking about leaving the pediatric office and I, I wanted to, I just felt like I wasn't, it was, there was something missing. Like you were doing what you love, but you weren't doing it the way you wanted to do it. Per- that's perfectly right. stated. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and I knew, you know, I knew he, I had known him for years and, um, and how I met him was a very, you know, interesting story as well. And I, I approached, um, approached him and I had some friends, kids in treatment in mm-hmm. the pediatric office and I didn't know 
really what to do. And he gave me an opportunity to at least treat them within his practice, right. which is extremely generous and kind. And, and that's what I did. Right. So um, it is an interesting story. I know it because we have worked together um, with Mom with yeah. Moms and we did the Meet a Mom interview, I guess, the, within the past year. Yeah. <laughs> um, but tell us a little bit about how you, how he actually knew you, right? When you, right. Yeah. So, so um, it was at a professional orthodontic meeting and he had approached me and said, I knew, um, I knew your sister. So, you know, the stories that most people who know, like, have heard, not most, you know, a lot of people have heard the story. So in the area, in the area. So right. my sister was killed September 11th. She worked for Cantor Fitzgerald. Sorry. Thank you. Um, so I was in my, um, I just started my second year of my orthodontic training. So it's, it was a three-year program that mm-hmm. I was in and Rutgers dental school is, um, university Heights. It's up on this Hill. And I was coming out of a, um, a class and someone said the towers are on fire and mm-hmm. you could see them from the courtyard in the oh. dental school. Oh wow. So we all ran outside and I'm just standing there in utter shock. And I, I'd visited her at work and been in the building. So I knew exactly where she was. And oh. so, you know, that morning, I mean, everyone has a story of where they were that morning yeah. and the experience they had and trying to call loved ones. And if they knew anyone that, you know, in the city. And, um, so, so anyway, the reason he knew her is because he had met her several years prior when she was working in a store that he had went to uh, gone to to shop, and she had just accepted um, uh, to go to uh, Holy Cross College, which is where he went. Oh. And they connected, and they talked about Holy Cross and his love for Holy Cross. And um, years later, when nine eleven happened, he uh, the, most colleges sent out an alumni you know, um, here are our alumni that were killed and the stories about them. And he said, I know, he thought, I know her. Oh, wow. And then knew from that who I was. So he knew my name and he approached me at a meeting and introduced himself. Oh, wow. So we had that, you know, that connection, that connection. And, um, you know, so I, I kind of feel like my sister had like a little hand in guiding me back to where, I belong. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And you just needed to, you know, not just, but you, you needed to take all the, you know, you worked in corporate, right? So you, you knew that environment you worked, you know, running your own practice, but it wasn't the way that you would, you know, inevitably would have liked to have run it, or at least, you know, you took pieces from it and obviously your training and just working in different environments. And that's, that's so true. You know, there's, and I'm sure there's things now that you want to improve upon within your own office, right? Like, or your own practice of like things that, you know, maybe next year you'd like to do this more and stuff like that. So, um, so tell, so you purchased the practice from him in 2020. Right. So I was, like I was saying, I was just seeing my friend's kids there and, and he was, that's not the normal situation. This was, you know, Bill, his name is Bill, Uh Dr. Wood. He, he's extremely gracious and kind and, like I said, it that's not a normal situation. Like any attorney would tell you that's insane. Right. But he just, you know, was gracious and allowed that. And then COVID happened. Okay. So then um, th- there was a lot of uncertainty with that. And while he wasn't ready to retire, that was on the horizon mm-hmm. and being talked about me probably purchasing the practice. And I think that's what's accelerated the whole thing. Mm. So when we opened back up from COVID, um, that was in the beginning of June and I saw all the patients and, you know, came up with the protocols. I had a lot of friends who were, um, had done that for their offices. A very good friend of mine is in organized dentistry and had worked on protocols in opening dental offices back up. Mm -hmm. And so I had a lot of information and and um, I think that made him feel very at ease with the whole thing compa- mm-hmm. I, for me to be doing that. And then mm-hmm. um, a month later, in the wake of all that, I bought it. But the other thing that happened was while it was shut down, he let me renovate the office. Yeah, it's beautiful. I've been there. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So um, it's a very unique space. It is. And yeah. um and it just needed, it has great, had great bones. It just needed a, an update. A little facelift. Yeah. A little facelift. And you know, it was able to be done without disrupting the business mm-hmm. and with um, 
you know, at much lower cost too. It's different. Oh, right? Cause the first practice, my uh, friend and I bought, uh, the part of the story you didn't hear was the landlord was trying to get one over us on the, the rent and the, in the space the practice was operating in. It was a, not a nice space. Mm-hmm. And we purchased the practice and simultaneously during the first few months, we're um, building out a new space mm-hmm. and then moved between Christmas and New Year's one office to the other. Mm-hmm. So I'd already renovated an office. I had purchased one, but sold one. So all these experiences now I'm like, oh, I've done this. Like, I, but like, so for me, like thinking about that, I would be like, who do you even call? Who do you use? Stuff like that. So, right. So now like you're saying you found a way that was much more economical than it was. In the right. Past. Cause I had started with a company that does, um, dental offices and stages you in different ha- like par- portions of your office as they renovate other areas. Mm-hmm. And, oh, so it doesn't disrupt the business. Right. right? But I mean, I knew that was going to be very expensive and, and stressful uh-huh. and, um, I just wound up using the contractor who had done a lot of stuff in my house and then just there, you know, me being there, my husband, you know, took up the, like the tile floor and, um, you know, getting, it was hard sometimes to get products. It was, um, a little, little stressful towards the end. Like, are we going to get the floor? You know, the, Oh yeah. Because the supply chain issues during COVID and everything. Or it was just what was in stock. Right. 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 So, um, it wound up, you know, working out really well. And and then even after that, there were small things that we, that I had done after that, but the bulk of it was done way more affordable because there was time. And even if it was one person doing it, he was there, you know, most of the shutdown. Right. Right. So that worked out, um, to my advantage and uh, any attorney or professional advisor would tell you that's insane. <laughs> Again, it's not the normal relation. Not the normal. Yeah. yeah. So, and that's what I mean about, I think it was just like, you know, it's what it was meant to be. Yeah. You know, it's like anything like, um, you know, like a house that you're hoping to buy, but maybe you don't, you know, get the, your offers and accept it. It's just not, you know, it wasn't the right house for you ultimately. Right. So I think it's, you know, just the same thing. It was, it was, you know, you're destined to, to, you know, meet this person and this now become your life here, right? Yeah. So, um, so I know that you had to take a very holistic approach to orthodontics. Um, but tell me a little bit about, you know, since you've purchased Red Bank Orthodontics, what you have really kind of, you know, I think you've tr- transformed the brand to, to make it your own, and um, and you know how you are working with your uh, with your patients now. So, um, kind of on theme, like everything else. Um, the kind of children that I have, mm-hmm. um, they brought such a, a different awareness to how I practice. Okay. Um, my older one was very colicky, lots Mine of too. sensory issues. Okay. Um, dentistry, orthodontics, there's a lot of sensory things going on, mm-hmm. noises, sounds, lights. Um, it gave me a different awareness of that. Also working in pediatric offices, like I said, with kids, issues like that. It really gave me that mom awareness. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then my younger daughter wound up having an airway issue. Oh, um, we didn't, during my training, there was no really awareness of airway, which if you think about it, mouth and nose is in the area I work in. Mm -hmm. My specialty is orthodontics and dentofacial orthopedics. It's the acknowledgement of, you know, like how function and our teeth are all related to, um, our, overall health and our facial structure. Like if we mouth breathe or if we don't, if we're not swallowing properly, we don't have our jaws developing, Hmm. um, as they should. Okay. So I have, you know, one daughter with the sensory issues, one daughter who had a, an airway issue. She had a nostril blocked off as an infant and she would, you know, she had to have surgery young. And so that gave me that awareness like of, you know, that emotional part of, when you have kids with issues, right. like I can identify with that. So I think that wound up being some part of my brand. And, um, I have patients that have followed me from the pediatric office. I've treated one child or I've treated them in a phase one because they know I have that awareness or patience. Mm-hmm. And, um, I don't think I had that prior to having my own children, even though I worked in the pediatric office, it's a different level of understanding. Yeah. It just, you know, you don't know when you don't understand like how that, yeah, you know, just how you feel as a mother. And then also just giving like that other mom that you're talking to, like the grace to be like, you know, it's, it's okay. You didn't know, or it's okay. I get that you can't get them to do X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. Like 
you know, but just bringing, bringing that element to it. I think that also we blame ourselves as moms and we feel we're hard on ourselves. So sometimes that too, I feel like I can identify with that. Right. So how do you take like a more of a holistic yeah. approach? So, um, it's about the, like I can, you know, we're taught like, here's the malocclusion or here's the problem. Here's what you do. Mm-hmm. Well, I can't do that in every kid. They're not going to tolerate that. Or they might have like ADD or ADHD and can't remember this right? and to do that. So I look at the whole person mm-hmm. and, um, also the underlying causes, like I was alluding to with, um, my daughter with the airway and, um, oral motor f- function, mm-hmm. there are things that are wrong, but unless you treat the underlying problem, you might be able to correct them or almost correct them, but they're going to relapse. So I kind of look at it as like, all right, let's, let's treat the underlying cause or identify the underlying cause. And then, um, what as the patient can they do mm-hmm. and then give options. Like I wound up doing a lot more with aligners, like, you know, Invisalign was the brand everyone knew, but now their patents worn off and there are several companies that make aligners. So oh, aligner, aligner therapy. So a lot of sensory kids can't deal with braces. They mm-hmm. play with the wires, broken stuff all the time. And you circle the same drain of breakage, mm-hmm. fix it, breakage, fix it. Um, and then I switch over to aligners and they can tolerate it. But not every person it can um, can use Invisalign, right? Like it has right. To there are certain things certain that it's not, not um, ideal for. Okay. Um, but sometimes I'll do a combination, like a section of braces with the aligner. So uh, there are things that, as orthodontists, we're taught to move teeth. I can move teeth, like you know, with several different things. With your eyes closed, that was yeah. <laughs> that I was trained to do. The other stuff I've had to figure out along right. the way. But my my point is. Um, if, as long as you know how to do it, it's like figuring out a way that works for the patient. And maybe, you know, they don't want to do full braces. I'm like, well, I can't do this area without them. So we're gonna have to do that. And then we can do aligners in combination with it for everything else. I see. So So our kids, um, seeing the orthodontist earlier than they did when we were growing up, or is that something that like, it's just in my mind? (laughs) No. Well, um, there's the recommendation by the American Association of Orthodontists is by age seven, you should be evaluated. It doesn't mean by age seven, everyone should have braces. It means there are things you can identify at that age, habits, these underlying airway issues. When you're a mouth breather, mouth breathers tend to have narrower palates, mm-hmm. um, crowding, um, underdeveloped jaws. They have, um, you know, sometimes, sometimes there's function issues that you can identify because if there's a lip tie or a tongue tie causing a low tongue posture or tongue thrust when they're swallowing or speech, um, you can identify those and then refer appropriately to someone who can treat those. Okay. Um, sometimes there are just things with the teeth they can't come in because they're stuck on baby teeth and we can redirect them. It doesn't mean that I'm, you know, putting braces on that kid, but I, you know, so, some kids, you know, I have, I had a four-year-old in an expander. Her mom, um, had three boys that had expanders. She was aware there was a job, um, mismatch and she had this functional shift and she was going to keep growing asymmetrically unless it was treated. Oh. And so I wound up um, doing an expander on her to create symmetry so she can continue to grow symmetrically. Okay. So you don't have to wait necessarily for the kid, the kid's baby teeth to fall out or grow in. Correct. Because the there are things in. that have nothing to do with the teeth Got that it. you can address. Um, habits are a big one. I saw a thought and sucker yesterday and, you know, you got to start talking about different ways to address that. Right. We were taught, oh, put the appliance in their mouth so they can't get their thumbnail there. And I'm like, oh, that doesn't make sense unless you like, th- these kids are soothing to, with their thumbs. So mm-hmm. I, I, as a mom, I'm like, all right, let's talk about what like textures you like. Maybe you can hold something in your hand instead to soothe and, mm-hmm. and just try to transition. And then some, you know, I had a kid come back in six months later and, and most of the issues she had were fixed because she got her thumb out of there. They just do, naturally. Do you find that pacifiers, if like used to a later age, will impact how teeth yeah, come in? So there's a, an appropriate age at which that should stop. And then sometimes because there's something on the roof of your mouth, your tongue can't rest there. So you're thrusting the tongue forward. So mm. um, some kids have zero problems transitioning. Not, you know, if they do have a issue with it and then they're able to self-correct some kids can't okay um there are many reasons why but um i think i think as long as um you know as long as these things are identified and discussed and 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 
some there's a good chance things will correct on their own. Right. Right. Yeah. But I think too, you know, we talk a lot about this actually recently with a lot of uh, moms that have come on the podcast and the medical field in general and about like awareness and mm-hmm. how, you know, moms know more now maybe than they did like than our moms did growing up. I think sure part of that is probably due to social media. I was just going to say yeah. we have a different, um, <laughs> different platform for exactly. it. <laughs> so like lip ties, tongue ties and nursing. Sometimes, you know, I'll have a kid come in and mom's like, you know, like, coming in because their teeth are a certain way and they don't like it or they're worried about it. And then I start to bring up a lip tie or a tongue tie and they're like, you know, they weren't a good nurser or something. And and that's now getting out there more. Okay. And like the pediatric dentists are lasering lip ties and tongue ties and, and trying to get that earlier versus like, oh, as a mom, I failed. And if I wanted to nurse, I had a situation where it didn't work. And you know, so, but to your point, like these are things that are, that's information out there, I think on social media, I think we're just more educated now right? because right. it's um, more accessible, the information. Right. It's a different world. Yeah. Um, so do you treat adults as well? I do. I have a lot of adults in treatment. Okay. And um, are most of them like in, in the aligners? Aligners, yeah. Yes. So it's interesting because... Um, I always say it's not the age of the patient. It's how they're wired, how they're going to do with aligners. And I just finished treatment on a patient who had gone to another orthodontist first, and he just said aligners. And she's like, I know I'm not going to wear them. So we did braces for her, and her case came out beautifully, and she mm-hmm. was so happy. And again, it's about the person. Yeah. And um, listening to them okay. when they're saying that. So I would say the majority are in aligners, but then they don't want braces, but then they're not really as disciplined as they want to believe they are. So sometimes we get to a certain point in treatment and things aren't going as planned or as efficiently as possible. And it's like, you just have to be honest with yourself. And if you're not wearing them enough, you can't keep progressing. It's interesting. So sometimes it's like, we don't want to fail and we don't want to admit to it. And, um, so I have some patients that I, that chronically cancel because I know they're not wearing their liners. <laughs> That's funny. But, um, but the majority are in there. And then I just started doing the behind the teeth braces. So, um, oh, so not everyone's a candidate for that. And it's definitely a more, um, so like cut up your tongue. So, yeah. So yeah. I think, <laughs> so the, the second and third generation of it is a lot less like irritating to the tongue, but it's still a lot to get used to. Okay. Um, and, and some patients, um, the patients I have in it, I started with maybe uppers first and then we'll add lowers later or vice versa. And my one patient that I'm seeing later today is she's like, I'm going to wait till the upper's done before we do the lower. Uh, so, so it's not as like all at once. Exactly. Yeah, got but, it. That's interesting. But she said, I knew I wasn't going to wear the aligners. And um, some people would cite like, oh, you know, I'm putting my hands in my mouth and taking out aligners. It's just kind of gross. I don't like the idea. So they like the idea of having something attached to their teeth, but that you couldn't see, hmm. but you have to get used to anything when you put them in, yeah. you know, putting braces on your outside of your teeth, your yeah. lips and cheeks have to get used to it too. So. Right. Right. That's interesting. I, I know someone with the liners and they, you can't really tell, like yeah. maybe it's just the way that she talks. I'm not sure. Um, and then I had an uncle who was like in his like late fifties and he wore braces for like years. So, you know, he didn't care at all. <laughs> yeah. Some people don't, some people are like, no way. Yeah. Not at all. Um, that's funny. So you have a, te- a great team working in the office. I've worked with, um, with Emily who, mm-hmm. um, helps manage social media. I know yep. she wait at school now. She's getting her MPH. Okay. So oh, she she's goes, great. yeah, she's great. And, um, she's also like, when she, she was in college at the time, uh, when COVID happened, she came home and she spent a lot of time with my girls. She had babysat my girls, like when she was in high school, Mm -hmm. when they were much younger, but then she's, um, she spent a lot of time with them during COVID while I was, you know, at the office and would help, she helps drive around the kids too. And, but, um, very proactive person. She's very, um, she's like, understands like what needs to be done, which is not common because I work with obviously a lot of small businesses and usually they're wearing 50 different hats and getting, you know, things to me takes ages or I have to do it or whatever. And she's like, here you go, here it's all done. So yeah, she's very thorough. She's very proactive. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and you have a great team working with you as well. I do. I mean, buying a practice, you know, that there's always staff turnover. I had a hundred percent turnover within the first year. Mm-hmm. Um, I wound up, you know, even since then still, you know, certain people, it wasn't a fit and they left yeah. and, um, I have a great team right now and, and 
everyone is on board with the brand, which we had talked about a little bit. And also it's all about the individual and like what they, what we can do for the individual. Right. And, um, personalized. Yes. And, um, they're great with those special needs kids and they are very patient and, you know, we want to be the best part of someone's day, come to the office. It's, yeah. you know, and like I say, it's a different space and they, you don't feel like you're at a dentist office. Right. And I have my little therapy puppy at my office. So oh, sometimes really? when, yeah, so that was unexpected, but the universe served me up an opportunity to get a little golden doodle puppy. Our good friends were getting one and she was sending me pictures of their puppy. So date. Oh my gosh. And I was like, well, who's going to take the other one? And it was her sister. And I was like, I can't, the sister story. Like I can't leave the sister with not the other. Sister. Right. So I was like, I'll take her. And she, my friend was in disbelief. I'm like, no, I'll take her. She'll come to the office. So since she was eight weeks when we got her, she was coming to the office and she's really calm. Thankfully. Oh, I was going to say my so, dogs would destroy your office. <laughs> well, that's the thing. You never know. So I got lucky. You did. <laughs> and I have some parents that'll, you know, be like, oh my gosh, my dog could never do that. And I know I've heard golden doodles. I mean, I like just in general, yeah. dogs have a lot of energy and puppies, but I've heard they are very like they, if I guess maybe if they're not bred correctly, they're very like, they're very high energy and like all over the place. So. Right. And she's more like that at home. Actually, my uh, girls are like, how is she? Cause they've seen her at the office. She's like, I'm at work right now. <laughs> That's what I said. I'm like, she knows she's on the clock. She's at work and That's she so is funny. doing her job and she'll just lay there and then someone will come there and then she'll like get up and come over and, and sit and just be like so incredibly cute or bring a toy over. Right. And sometimes that's great for the kids who are used to going to the pediatric dentist. They know what to expect, but mm -hmm. here's a new space. Right. And then, oh, and there's a puppy and it almost like disarms. Oh my gosh. The stress. That is a game changer. Game changer. Yeah. And they have to walk to come into the treatment area. They walk by my office and there's like, you know, the little baby gate yeah. and the puppy yeah. and my treatment coordinator, Chrissy, you know, will do it. Okay. And here's Valerie, our little, you know, our therapy dog. And, um, they spend a little time there and it's like they forgot for a second. Yeah. You know, and it's that's so nice. So that's that's been really nice. And um, even the mom sometimes, you know, they're do you mind if I sit in there with her? We just lost our puppy oh, or a dog. And, yeah. you know, and I'm like, sure, go ahead. You know, right. so it's been interesting, you know. Oh, that's so sweet. I love that. I love dogs. I would yeah. get like five more if I had a bigger space. And most people do. Less work to do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> They're alive too. And it's a lot of work. So no more. But <laughs> but yeah, no, it's that's great. I love that. Um, so when you're not working, um, what do you like to do with your family in Monmouth County? Since you're, you are really, you know, born here. Yeah. And rich history in, in yep. Monmouth County. So um, for, for me, I... I need to work out a okay. certain amount of days a week. I'm not um, wake up at the middle of the night like Dr. Sally. I was listening to that. She gets a bit her. Oh There's a lot gosh. of people that do that. I'm not I, one of them. <laughs> no. There are certain things about my morning routine that are special with each of my girls that I. Oh, yeah. You know, that and I you need to sleep. So and that, too. Um, and I play tennis three days a week. I played at RBC and even oh, lovely. And um, so that's a big part of what what I do for me personally, because mm -hmm. you're talking about the self-care stuff like that's. Um, I'd gotten away from it a little bit and I was, it makes me feel like myself and grounded. Yeah. There's something that that's, and my mom even says that she's like, you were always like that. So, yeah. it's, so anyway, that, and then, um, you know, we, we this beach in the summertime mm -hmm. when the kids were little, we have such great parks too. Like the parks are amazing. Even like my husband being from, uh, the North shore of Boston, he's like, I, I've never seen anything like these. Well, it's here. actually very unique. And I think I talk about this almost on every podcast now, but the Monmouth County park system is, is unique to even to New Jersey. Like there's my dad lives in like su in Southern Jersey. I won't name the County. I'm not going to start bashing other counties, <laughs> but, but he, um, it's not the same there. They do have parks, but it's not like organized the way that it is here. Like with golf and with all the programs and the classes yeah. and just like the amazing upkeep that they do with the different parks and stuff. Absolutely. So, yeah. And like, you know, my daughter does, um, the plays at the Middletown Arts Center. We mm -hmm. have, so, there's such great oh my gosh, yeah. um, resources in there. Count Basie, yep. you know, if you're into arts, um, the schools we were talking about before, Matt, um, before we start my daughter. Mast, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, just how amazing. Yeah. High tech at one point was like one of the best. Exactly. College, uh, yeah. Schools in the country. So, yeah. So um, we have so many great things here. We're close to cities and, yeah. you know, so, yeah. So not that we have a lot of spare time, but right. certainly. Um, Any place you like to go out yeah. to eat? So 
I love Angelica's and Seabright. Yes. It's always a delicious meal. And then Barnacle Bills and Rumson is oh, uh, the best. You know, that was some place that I went as a little girl mm -hmm. coming home from the beach. And my sister spent a year in Spain. Okay. And we picked her up from the airport and she wanted to go straight to Barnacles for a <laughs> Long Island iced tea and a burger. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> so, um, so for me, that's like sacred ground. So yes. I go there every 9-11. Oh, wow. And um, with my parents and um, family and friends. And, you know, so that's also a special place. Like, and it's a family place. Mm -hmm. I remember when the kids were little, like you could go there and your kid be screaming or, or run around and running around or, or ha having an off day. And it wasn't like... It was, yeah, I, 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 yeah. My son used to, I used to bring him there when he was little, and they had, at that point they had their little like arcade in the back. I don't know if exactly. They, still do. they, um, they have some other games. Okay, but, um, but the, yeah, it's very like family friendly. Yeah, just and it's delicious. Like those burgers are yeah. just like they are. I, I don't think they compare to anything that yeah. I've had in the area. Sorry, every other restaurant. I know. <laughs> <laughs> They're really good. <laughs> and now they have the outdoor space. That was one of the um, the silver linings of COVID. They wound up you know, having waterfront property that they never had outdoor dining. Right. And so then, I guess maybe they got some type of exactly. ordinance that was able to, you know, exactly. push through yeah. because of the circumstances. But That's um, what I'm guessing. But yeah, yeah so, right. so there um, for the family. Right. Is it the same family that's always owned it? Do you know? I don't know. I don't know. I, I think there are different owners that maybe. I yeah. That's my understanding. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> my, my parents <laughs> are there once a week and they know like they have their oh. they have their circuit of places they go. Do they still live in Lincroft too? They do in the house I grew up in. Oh my gosh. So my parents the, too. Yeah, same thing. They haven't moved yet. They always talk about it, but I don't know if they ever will. <laughs> <laughs> so what would you say to um, uh, women out there who are maybe just become a mom or considering becoming a mom and are in dental school or considering becoming an orthodontist because, you know, you're, you really are an inspiration to so many. And, you know, um, I've, I've, people have told me in the past, I was thinking about, you know, doing this and I heard, you know, I heard your story and it made me want to, you know, to mm -hmm. do that because it's not easy, right? What, what you've done and it's, it takes a lot of hard work, but you've, I'm, I'm assuming it's gratifying and you, yeah. in addition to the, you know, the actual paycheck, you get that emotional paycheck, right? At, at the end of, of course. Each yeah. Week. And I think you have to have passion for it. You have to love what you do. Right. You were talking about that, the Sunday scaries and, and I never have that. Right. Um, because if at the end of the day, it's time you're not spending with your family. Yeah. Right. So it has to be fulfilling, mm -hmm. has to be gratifying. And um, I would say that you know, right now I have a, a woman in the office. She's uh, she just got accepted to dental school. She oh. they now have you do hours um, at dental offices before you even apply. Interesting. So it was like watching myself go through this. And she's she was in the office, and I hired her. And she's uh, she works into sterilization and making retainers. And she was applying and um, got in and you know, I can see her passion for it. And so it's interesting because it's sort of like, I'm, she says like, I'm a mentor to her and I don't think of myself like that, but I, I can but you see, are. but I am. Right. So, um, so I would say, you know, gotta have passion. Um, sometimes a little tiny setbacks aren't setbacks or a lesson for you to, yeah. to later two steps forward, one step back. Yeah. So, um, like we were talking about this whole time at like my long circuitous road back home. Like I needed to do that. I needed, you know, some distance from like nine 11 mm -hmm. and everyone knowing my family in the area and I, you know, just not having that be a part of it for me. Yeah. Um, and getting those experiences along the way and in, in the different offices and having the experience, you know, just sometimes, you know, don't, don't be afraid to have uncomfortable experiences. Mm -hmm. And ultimately if, if there's something you want to do, you can figure out how to make it work. Right. You know, I, I would think most, there's always a way. There's, there's always a there's way. Always and a it way. might, it'll be your way. It doesn't have to be everyone else's way. Like I was saying, anyone would have told Dr. Wood or me in our situation not to do what we did. Right. But we had a level of connection or, or trust, trust in each other. Yeah. yeah. Um, so not every situation is going to look the same and kind of like my brand like it's all about like your individual situation right and um honoring who you are being honest with yourself um i had to be honest with myself like that corporate position it was you know 
I was able to do it, but it just didn't feed me and I couldn't be the doctor I wanted to be mm-hmm. all in those, a lot of those situations. Right. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. Well, thank you so much for coming on and talking to us a little bit about this beautiful community that you're growing with Red Bank Orthodontics. Um, love to come back and visit the office Anytime. again and meet the puppy now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited about. And my daughter just lost her, uh, actually like all four teeth at the same time, basically, of her front teeth. And I see them starting to come in. I'm like, I think, I think you're going to need braces, my dear. I'm sorry. <laughs> my sister never needed them. I was like, maybe she'll be the one, but no. <laughs> um, so thank you again. My Where pleasure. can everyone find you? So um, it's redbankortho.com. Um, our social media is Red Bank Orthodontics on Instagram and Facebook and uh, TikTok. And, um, you know, obviously phone. Yes. <laughs> give us yes. a call. Or give us a call. You can also put an inquiry in through our um, our email. Uh, there's a submit an inquiry or, okay. or for a request for an appointment on the website. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Kate. Um, the winter time can be a little, uh, challenging. You get that cabin fever. Um, just a quick reminder to visit our website, not for anything specifically, but give it, um, give it a look over. We have a lot of great resources on there. As Dr. Quigley mentioned earlier, we have, um, an amazing park system. We have a lot of information about the parks, local activities, attractions. Um, they don't all, you know, I know we live in a beach community, but it's not all centered around things to do that are, um, you know, for, for warmer weather. There's a lot of great resources and um, places to go, all kinds of playhouses and, uh, you know, Jungle Jim and Jane and, and Highlands and um, and even, you know, things that are uh, that are free to do, too. I have a winter guide that we put together for local activities that are free and fun um, within the community. And then um, and then also our blog section, we have great um, interviews from moms and mompreneurs in the area from the, over the last five years. So there's a lot of um, interesting stuff on there. Lists and guides, our uh, birthday party guide, our new one will come out this year, but we have our previous ones from old years. So if you're planning birthday parties for the year. If you are doing some home renovations, we have some great information about contractors and, um, and, uh, you know, if you need to get out of the house with the girlfriends, we have a whole, um, girls night out section too, for ideas. If you wanted to go and grab some drinks or maybe go and, you know, do a craft together or meet for coffee. So, um, so check it out, themammothmoms.com. And we have, of course, lots of new things coming down the pipeline events and all kinds of new updated guides and resources for, um, family healthcare and more. So thank you for listening and enjoy your day.